Good morning, Anchor Church. Good morning. Good morning. As Pastor Ryan said, I am Pastor Jason Pilgrim. I'm the youth pastor here at Anchor Church. Been here almost six years now. Oh, gosh, that feels like a long time. Uh, but yeah, so normally on Sunday mornings, my wife and I are taking the youth upstairs, grades 6 through 12, but I can't be in two places at once. Science hasn't figured out how to clone me yet, so I have to be down here. So that means that Anchor Youth, you get to stay down here with us this morning and see my loving face. And um, before we get started in the message, I just want to go ahead and pray. We've prayed a lot this morning, but I want to go ahead and pray for the message as well. God, we love and we praise you. It's Sunday morning. Here we are, God, and I pray that you be with us this morning. Be with me as I speak. Be with these um, people, God, as they hear from you, Lord Jesus. God, speak to our hearts. Open our ears. Open our hearts to hear what you have to say. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. So before I even begin my message today, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I love you. I love you, Anchor Church. I mean, that's the best message to say, right? It's February. It's Valentine's Day season. Men, in case you're wondering, it, Valentine's Day is coming up. That was a free tip for you. Valentine's Day is coming up. Women, you're welcome. Um, so, yes, I just want to say that I love you. So if I say anything today that you get kind of upset with or kind of like, ooh, why is he saying that? Just remember... I love you, okay? And not only do I love you, but Pastor Ryan loves you as well. And that's why he created this sermon series called The Life You've Always Wanted, talking about spiritual disciplines, because we all know that we need spiritual disciplines in our lives, and we all know that that's what it takes for us to grow closer to God and grow deeper in our relationship with Him. So here's what you've heard about so far. A couple weeks ago, you heard Pastor Ryan share about prayer and the spiritual discipline of prayer. He, taught, he challenged us all to pray those bold and honest prayers every day to God. And then last week, we had another guest speaker, Pastor Dan, and he talked with us about worship and how we can connect with God and minister before God and how you should do that on an often and daily basis. So now it's my turn. What discipline could I possibly be talking about today? Well, first off, I just, I'm a little weird, okay? So I just want to tell you right off the bat, I, me, have a little bit of trauma around the word discipline, okay? So when I think of discipline, I go back to little Jason days when his mommy would discipline him. And by that, I mean she gave me a whooping. Okay, she, I'm just going to say it. She gave me a whooping. I'm just going to say it straight up. So that's what happened when I was growing up. I would get my discipline that way. All right, so here I am. I've got a niece. She's four years old. And I joke with her when she cuts up. I'm like, honey, I'm going to give you a whooping. She looks right back at me and says, no, I'm going to give you a whooping. And I'm like, why? What did I do? And she goes, because you're naughty. So I don't know if you knew this, but 36-year-old Jason, he still needs some discipline as well. All right, so I, it's me, I'm weird, so I have a little problem with the word discipline. So I'm going to use the word habit, okay? I'm going to use the word habit today. So Merriam-Webster's Dictionary talks about habit as an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. It takes practice and work to build up a habit. Now, there are 
lots of literature out there. There's lots of books. There's lots of resources. There's lots of podcasts out there about habits. And in fact, I brought some books with me. So I'm going to go dig in my book bag for some of these books right now. Um, Here's one of them that I'm reading right now. It's by John Maxwell. It's called Today Matters, 12 Daily Practices to Guarantee Tomorrow's Success. That's a book right there about habits. All righty, going back in the bag. Oh, here's another one. Haven't read this one yet. It's on the list. Uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I haven't read it yet, so I have no opinion about it whatsoever. It's on the list. Um, Here's another one that I brought with me. It's the last one that's in the book bag, so don't worry. And many of you might have even read this classic, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. Again, haven't read it. It's on the list. I've owned this book for a while now. I recently dusted it off, so there it is. That's not it. There's more uh, books. I've got some here on the screen that you're going to see. Here's another book that's on the list. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Tiny changes, remarkable results, right? I haven't even talked about spiritual habits yet. These are just good habits, like life habits, good habits that you have. Here's another book right here. by. uh, It's not even out yet. This book is really new. Uh, Greg Groeschel has a book coming out called The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits that Matter Most. So he's starting to dive us into the spiritual habits idea. Um, Now, this next book I read back in college, it's by uh, Donald Whitney. It's Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. So that's another good book. And then you might recognize the title of this book. It's uh, by John Ortberg. It's called, well, The Life You've Always Wanted. So, hey, there you go, right? Spiritual habits and spiritual disciplines. So that's a short list. But there are many, many, many books out there about good habits, spiritual habits, spiritual disciplines, whatever word you want to use. And you might be going, why? Why is it such a big deal? Well, because people know that there are habits that you need in your life to be successful. I teach third graders. That's my day job. I teach third graders. And one thing that we teach in third grade is multiplication. So we are in the throes of multiplication right now. They like it. It's fun. But then they get to these challenging problems, like 32 times 8, right? And I have to remind them. I'm going, hey, third graders, no one wakes up one day and goes, I know how to multiply 32 times 8. You have to grow in it. You have to develop it. You have to build that skill up in your life, just like you have to build up habits in your life. But as a Christian, there are also spiritual habits that you need to build up in your walk with God. You need each and every one of these spiritual habits in order for your life in God to be that life that you've always wanted. So the spiritual habit that I want to talk to you about today is fellowship. It's fellowship. So Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines fellowship as both a noun and a verb. Cool, right? So as a noun, fellowship as a noun, fellowship means community of interest activity, feeling, or experience. And as a verb, Merriam-Webster says, fellowship is to join in fellowship with a church member. That's right out of the dictionary right there, to join in fellowship with a church member. So we are going to talk about both aspects of that word fellowship today. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, when I was growing up, If it was a church service and those church doors were open, Jason was there. Anytime it was a church service, whether it was a Wednesday night, Sunday night, or Sunday morning, Jason's mom was there and Jason was there. And I've got to confess, 
some of the best naps you'll ever have or on a Sunday night on a church pew when it gets late, okay? Some of the best naps, you're just, you're just sleeping in God's presence. There's just something about it. I don't know. All right, so it was never a question, is Jason going to go to church on Sundays? It wasn't a question. Even as a high school student, um, my junior and senior proms, they were on Saturdays. And so I'm talking to my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, you know, it's prom night. I'm probably going to be out really late. I don't know what time I'm going to get back home. Do you want to leave the door unlocked? Do you want to just leave the light on and I can unlock the door? What do you want to do? And she looked at me and she says, son, I don't care how late you stay out, but you go into church in the morning. And I go, okay, because I knew what was coming. So sure enough, Sunday morning, I drove myself to church. I almost fell asleep at the wheel about 13 times. And I can almost guarantee you, I probably fell asleep in that church service after prom, but I had to go. So I was there. Now for me, again, for me, for Jason, coming to church on Sunday hasn't been a question. It hasn't been a problem. It hasn't been an issue. However, the fellowship part of being at church and being with other people, that has been kind of an issue. Now, you might be thinking, Jason, we know you. You're crazy as junk. We know you're some kind of crazy extrovert. What do you mean that fellowship is a problem for you or it's something that you don't like to do all the time? Well, I'm being vulnerable now. It's because I wasn't intentional about it. I wasn't real about it. I would go to, you know, here in America Church, we've got the potlucks, we've got the church dinners, we've got all that here at Anchor Church, we've had chili cook-offs and all that. And man, I'll go up there for two and three and 17 bowls of chili, but when it comes time to talk to somebody and actually open up with them, I don't know, it's just something about it. Getting put on the spot, you just don't want to do it. But again, I had to get intentional about it. I had to say, look, you know, it's awkward. It's awkward being put on the spot and saying, look, I got a fellowship right now. But when I said, you know what, I'm going to be intentional about it. It's something that God wants me to do. It's something that I feel like I need to do. Let's do it. It was so much fun for me, and it was so worth it to actually fellowship with those around me and the believers that were around me. So I had to be real, and I had to be intentional about fellowship and so that's why we're talking about it this morning, this Sunday morning. Well, maybe you're not like me. Maybe you came to church this morning and you're like, Jason, hold up. That's not why I don't fellowship. You don't know my kids. You don't know my kids. You don't know what I go through on a daily basis. It takes a lot of effort. I can't get up. I can't get them dressed. I can't get them to church. I want to pull my hair out. Maybe you're like, wait a minute, I agree with you. You know, we're at church and it's fellowship time and, and, and there's potlucks and there's food around. The food's great. Potentially vulnerable conversations with people that are complete strangers, not so much. No, thank you. Maybe that's how you feel today. Or maybe, you know what, you come and you're saying, look, Jason, you don't have my job. I mean, my job is so stressful, I can't handle it. If you knew what my job was like, then you would know that I love sleeping in on Sunday mornings, and I just can't seem to make it some weeks. I mean, it's okay, right? I come to church every once in a while. Maybe that's not you either. Maybe you're thinking, hey, Jason, you just don't know how busy life is. I mean, I've got my kids going to practice every night. They're doing stuff for their school every night. I mean, they're only little once. I've got so many other commitments out there. I just need a break from it all. You know, all those concerns 
those are definitely legitimate concerns. And I definitely understand that and I feel that and I get all that. But maybe that's not you even then. Maybe you're like, look, I do come to church. I'll be here. But you know what? You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've gone through. And if I opened up and I was real with the people here in this building, y'all would judge me. So I'm just going to come and leave and that's it. Maybe that's you too. And like I said, all those thoughts, all those feelings, all those questions, those are legitimate. Those are real. I get that. I totally do. I mean, life isn't easy. It's not easy for anybody, whether you're a believer or not, whether you come to church or not, it's not easy. But I wonder if there's anything that God has to say about that. If you have your Bible or your Bible app, go ahead and open it up to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to be reading verses 23 to 25 this morning. Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 23 to 25. We're talking about the spiritual habit of fellowship this morning. Hebrews 10 and verse 23, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Will you bow your heads and pray with me again? God, today, let these not be my words, but let these be your words, Lord God. This message about fellowship, Lord God, how we can grow in a habit, a spiritual habit of fellowship. God, let these be your words and not my words, Lord God. I pray that you be with us all here this morning, I pray. Speak to our hearts, speak to our lives, and let us not be the same anymore, I pray. Amen. So this is the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, right? And the book of Hebrews, if you're not aware of, the, if you've never read the book of Hebrews, you're not aware about what's going on. The book of Hebrews was written in the first century, and it was written to all the churches. It wasn't just specifically written to one church like Paul would write in his letters, but it was written to the whole church, the church universal, if you want to call it, right? And there was reasons why Paul wrote that, or uh, the reason why Hebrews was written. And the reason why Hebrews was written was a couple things. Like there were people who were Christians, but persecution was starting to become more common and more rampant in society. And so people are wondering, I don't know if this Christianity thing is worth it. I mean, persecution, not fun. So Hebrews was written to kind of challenge believers to keep the faith, to hold on, to persevere in spite of all that persecution. Not only that, but Hebrews was also written because there was a need for some solid, some deep, spiritual and biblical teaching. At that point in time, there was lots of um, false teaching that was going out, some misrepresentations of Jesus and what he came to do, and some misrepresentations about what believing actually looked like and what the atonement was like. So Hebrews was written for that as well. And then thirdly, there was another reason why Hebrews was written. Jesus promised that he would come back, but he hadn't yet. And so people are wondering, well, what's up with that? If Jesus is coming back, shouldn't he have already done it by now? I mean, this life is terrible. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Um, so Hebrews is definitely relevant to the people 
almost 2,000 years ago, and it's relevant to us here in 2023 as well. Let's look at these verses again. Verse 23, it said, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Again, we have this sermon series on spiritual habits and spiritual disciplines because we know, we know that you as an individual have to grow deeper and closer to God. You have to grow deeper in your relationship with God, and you have to grow closer to Him. That's what verse 23 is letting us, reminding us, you have got to hold unswervingly to that faith as well. Verses 24 and 25, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You individually have to grow closer to God and you individually have to develop these spiritual habits in your life. However, you were not meant to grow in these spiritual habits by yourself. You need to be surrounded by and engaged in a community of believers who are also growing closer to God and who are growing deeper in their relationship with him. Like I said, this passage was relevant 2,000 years ago, and it was relevant today. So I've got one big idea for you, and then I've got a couple of challenges for you this morning. And again, I love you, so that's why I'm here. That's why I'm preaching about this this morning. So I've got one big idea for you and a couple of challenges. And the big idea is this. When I was reading this passage this week and when I was thinking about fellowship and I was praying about you guys and I was thinking about what God was laying on my heart, the big idea that I had was this. The thought, the point that I had was this. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Let me say that again. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. That's what fellowship is all about. These spiritual habits are meant for you to grow, but you were never meant to grow in these spiritual habits by yourself. You were never meant to grow in these spiritual habits alone. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Your relationship with God is a journey. And like any other journey out there, it's going to have its ups and it's going to have its downs. And you need to be surrounded by a community of believers who can lift you up in prayer, who can support you, who can care about you, who are excited for you when things are going well. They're a shoulder to cry on when things aren't going so well. You need that in your life. You need those people to believe in you, and you need that community of believers for all of us to fulfill God's mission together. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. That's what fellowship is all about. So that's our big idea. And I've got a couple of challenges for you. So some of those questions that I already mentioned earlier, you struggle with coming to church because of your busy life. You struggle coming to church because of your job or because of your kids and you don't, want to, you don't want to come in. It's a lot of headache. It's a lot of hassle. There's a lot going on in your life. You can't seem to figure out how you can get a break from it all and so you choose Sundays to be your day to break. Well, let me challenge you with this. Plan your family schedule around Sundays. I love you. Plan 
your family schedule around Sundays. And here's what I mean by that. Assume, assume that you're going to go to church on Sundays, right? Just assume that it's going to happen. You're going to be here or you're going to be in your church body. You're going to be in church growing together with a community of believers and then plan those other activities around that. Remember, get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Plan your life, your family schedule around Sundays. Hey, if you assume that your family that your family's going to be in church, you're going to be in church, you're growing together, that may mean that you can't commit to some other things out there. Maybe you can't have your kids on that ball team that's gone every Sunday. Maybe you can't have your kids in those cheer competitions that happen every Sunday because that seems to be the day they always fall on. Maybe you can't commit yourself to things that you know are going to pull you out of your community of believers for months on end. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Hey, again, I get it. You know, there are times in our lives where it's busy. There's times in our lives where it's hard and you just need a break from it all. But make the adjustments to your life. Make the adjustments to the busyness of your life somewhere else. Don't touch this time. Don't touch this fellowship time. It's sacred. It's sacred to God. It's sacred to you. And hopefully it's sacred to each other. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Don't neglect coming to church to fellowship. Don't neglect it. I love you. (laughs) I love you. Now, there is something that I want to address. There are definitely members in our community, and there's members in the church community around the world who, for legitimate health or medical reasons, they can't physically be with us right here in this room on a Sunday morning. And I totally get that, and I totally understand that. And if that is you, I hope that you're joining in with us on the online service. Comment on the service. Let us know that you're there. If you've got any prayer needs, comment them. We would love to pray with you. We want to stay connected with you. Let's grow together. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Hey, maybe um, here's another challenge, right? Maybe you have no problem coming to church, but maybe you definitely were the ones who struggle with opening up and being vulnerable and being real with the people around you. Here's my challenge to you. Make meaningful relationships with fellow believers. Make meaningful relationships with fellow believers. Um, Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 is a scripture that I wanted to read this morning. Uh, The early church, they basically went right to work right after the day of Pentecost. It says in verse 42 of Acts chapter 2, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. It works for them in the first century. It works for us here in the 21st century. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Make those meaningful relationships with fellow believers. Hey, every Sunday... We have that Anchor Connect time. And I hope that you're just not like, wow, we're wasting two minutes in this church service. I hope you're actually diving in, and I hope you're actually connecting with other people. I told you, hey, that was my weakness, was actually connecting with other people. I have no problem talking to other people, but actually connecting with other people was the problem until I had to realize that I had to be intentional about it. I had to be real about it. I had to be vulnerable about it. And guess what? You have to be intentional about it as well. So, hey, get to know the other people that are right here at Anchor Church. 
Here's something cool. Exchange phone numbers. Call and text each other. I don't know. People still do that. I don't know. But call and text each other. Again, the scripture challenged us to spur on one another to love and good deeds. And if you make those meaningful connections and those meaningful relationships with fellow believers, you get an opportunity to do that. Here's another one. Join a home group. We've got a couple of home groups that are scattered all around the community, the actual neighborhoods and communities, the people who go here to Anchor Church. And don't just show up, but be vulnerable with others. And I know that's hard. That's hard in our society to want to do that because you're like, you feel like you're showing weakness. You feel like people are going to use it against you. But then I got to remember we're growing together with God's people, right? So it's not just somebody who's out to harm me. It's not somebody who's out to get one up over on me. It shouldn't be that way. We all should be in this community loving on each other and realizing that none of us are perfect. Be vulnerable with each other. Now, my mom is historically famous for being anti-Facebook, anti-social media, anti-internet, all that kind of stuff. So when I go and visit her in the summertime, one of our guilty pleasures, and I do say guilty pleasures because we take lots of time doing this, is I just go on Facebook and I scroll through and I tell her all the people on there who show her way too much business on Facebook. Now, I know that's none of you, so don't worry. I have not shared anybody's posts in here to my mom, because y'all don't do that kind of stuff. But you know the people that I'm talking about. You know the people that share too much. You know, they're going to the hairdresser, or they got their nails done, but it didn't get the right color. Pray for me. You know, those kind of people. You know, like, that's what I'm talking about. And my mom is cracking up. She's laughing. She's cackling. She's like, man, why are they doing that? And she looks at me. She goes, don't spill your guts, son. And I go, you're right, mom. I'm not going to do that. That's good advice. Don't spill your guts on Facebook or social media. But be vulnerable when you're with the people around you, right? Be real. Really connect with them. You don't have to tell all our business. You don't have to say, look, I threw up five times last night. You don't have to share that. That's okay. You can keep that to yourself. But the real stuff that matters, the things that you're struggling in your life, the things that God's teaching you, the things that God's putting on your heart, the things that God's wanting you to do, the vision that you have for your family, the vision that you have for your community, the things that God's speaking to you about, things that you're reading in the Word, be vulnerable, be real, really connect with other people. Now you might say, hey Jason, I can't find a home group near me. I'm going to let you think about that one. I can't find a home group near me. Well, God may be calling you to open up your home and start one, right? So that's not an excuse. I can't find a home group. Maybe God wants you to start one right where you're at and invite other people in our community to come to your home group as well. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. What if, what if, hold on, as the worship team comes up, what if, think with me for a minute, what would it be like? What if we all, all of us here in this room, seriously built up a habit of fellowship in our lives? Can you imagine what that would look like? Let me dream here for a minute. If we all grew in this habit, if we all grew in this habit, this discipline, this spiritual habit, this spiritual discipline of fellowship, can you imagine what would happen? None of us in this room would have to do life alone. 
None of us in this room would ever wonder, hey, is there another human being that cares about me? Because we all would care about each other. We would all be spurring one another on to love and good deeds. Hey, we would all have lasting friendship with each other. Your families could come together. Your families can grow together. Your families can encourage each other. You can have your kids playing together. Um, and the most, probably the most important part of the whole thing, if we truly built up this spiritual habit of fellowship, we would all grow closer to God together. It wouldn't just be a sprint for one person. Who watched that person? They're really worshiping today. We would all be growing closer to God together. Uh, get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Hey, if we all built up this habit of fellowship in our lives, then this mission that we have of know God and make him known, we could pull that off. We could do it right here as a believing community here in Milford and in the world all together. And one thing that I think is kind of cool, if we built up this habit of fellowship among ourselves, then we would have no problem inviting anybody else to come to church with us because your connection that you've got here, that fellowship that you've got here, that community of believers that you've got here is so strong that you would want your other friends to come and be a part of it. You would want your other friends to come in and have what you have right here among our believing fellowship right here. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Would you stand with me this morning, please? We're talking about the life you've always wanted. We're talking about spiritual disciplines and spiritual habits that you can have in your life. We've talked a few weeks ago about prayer. We've talked about worship. Today, we're talking about fellowship. And in a room this size, with all the people that are here, I can't assume that we're all in this together. Maybe you aren't in the habit of fellowship because you don't know God yourself yet. So if that's you, I have just five things that I want to say to you this morning. I'm going to say it to everybody this morning. First off, know that God loves you. Know that our sin divides us from God. But thirdly, Jesus died for our sins and then came back to life. So we need to decide to put our faith in him. And then finally, the Holy Spirit will help us live for God. So if that's you, can we bow our heads and close our eyes this morning? If that's you, maybe you're like, Jason, I hear what you're saying about fellowship, but I don't even know this Jesus that you're talking about. I don't even know this God that you're talking about. Know that God loves you. Know that our sin divides us from him. Know that we have to decide to put our faith in him. Know that the Holy Spirit helps us live for him. Know that he died for our sins and then came back to life. And if that's you, and this morning, this Sunday morning, you want to put your faith in him with every head bowed and every eye closed, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you this morning. If that's you, just open your, raise your hand right now so that I can pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. This morning, I've said that a lot. That was the big idea that I had, and I had the challenges for us about uh, 
uh, plan your family schedule around Sundays, make meaningful relationships with fellow believers. All of that, I said that because I love you and because God loves you. And we need to get in this habit of growing together with God's people. Let me pray for you. God, today we talked about fellowship. And God, it's not an easy topic sometimes to hear. You know, there's times where I even had to admit I've come to church and I'm just here. I'm not trying to connect. I'm not trying to fellowship at all. But when I realize that that's not what it's all about, when I realize that I need to fellowship, and it's so much fun, I have such a connection to you, I have such a connection to your people, that I'm so encouraged, that I'm spurred to love and good deeds, and I'm challenged to grow closer to you because there's a body of believers that are also growing closer to you as well. And God, that's the kind of thing that I want for each and every person in this room. Get in the habit of growing together with God's people. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a catchy point, God, but it's something that I want to resonate in our hearts. It's something that I want to resonate in our lives this week. So God, I pray for each and everybody here. I pray that we all, that we all try to grow closer to you and we dive in headfirst in this habit of fellowship. In your name, amen, amen. So as I close, get in the habit of growing together with God's people. It takes you, it takes me, it takes God, it takes all of us. I love you, Anchor Church. We're gonna have a time of worship and response and then Pastor Ryan's gonna come up with some more next steps. So let's get in the habit of growing together with God's people. Being intentional about growing together with God's people. It's a good word, Pastor Jason, good word. We cannot do this on our own, we can't. We can't, we need each other. As scary as that might sound, as, as annoying as that might be for some people, like we need each other if we're gonna grow. We need each other. It's not, it's not just a good idea. It's, it's for our own health. It's for our own safety. It's for our own growth. It, um, this, this, what Pastor Jason talked about today, it, it makes me think of, um, it makes me think of the, the ancient Spartan armies that were like, they're world famous. So some of the most powerful armies ever to exist. And the strength of their army was their phalanx, their phalanx defense system with their shields. They would put their shields together and it was like an impenetrable force. But here's what a lot of people don't know. Their shield wasn't protect to, to protect themselves. Their shield was to protect the person to their right. Their shield didn't, when, when one of the shields wasn't there, the whole thing fell apart. That's how it is for us. If, if, we're not, if one of us isn't engaged, it's all going to come crumbling down. We have to grow together with God. It, it's not, it's not an individual thing. There's an individual component, but we have to do it together. Really quickly before I dismiss, uh, we just have a, a couple next steps I want to uh, go over with you. The first one, um, I believe there's a slide. Maybe there's a slide. Yes. I will spend time uh, this week thinking about uh, and prioritizing coming to church on Sundays. Um, 
in our society now, church, uh, a lot of people think that, that church is more of an option. It's, it's not what God has for his people. Let's, let's take the advice what Pastor Jason said, and let's, let's prioritize our week around church. The next, uh, next step is, I will seriously consider joining an existing home group or consider starting one. Home group is our on-ramp to community here. I love that I have a group of guys that comes over to my house uh, every week. Well, they haven't come over in the last few weeks because I've had things going on. So that's my bad, guys. My bad. John, I'm thinking about you. Brian, I'm thinking about you. Sorry, guys. But I love that I have these, this group of guys that knows me. They, they're, they're, they know me and they're getting to know me. I want that for you. I want that for my church family. So consider joining a home group or starting one. And then the third one, I will continue to pray daily and worship the Lord on my own. Again, there's that, there's that individual element. It can't, it can't only be on Sundays where we're doing that. It's got to be where you're personally pursuing him as well. I have a, a fourth next step that I want to add, and it's an immediate one that, that you, could, you could practice today. Today, after church, I will go have lunch with somebody from my church family. Maybe that's like scary for somebody. Go have lunch with somebody today. Get to know them a little bit better. Love on them. Like that's, I mean, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Like we should start acting like it. So um, let me pray one more time for you and we can be dismissed. God, we love you. We thank you. Uh, thank you that you've brought us together. You haven't, you haven't called us individually, God. You've called us as a body. You've called us to be brothers and sisters. Uh, and, and we're so grateful for that. God, I pray that you would continue to knit our hearts together, that we might know you better. And finally, may you always be joyful. May you grow to maturity and encourage one another. May you live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen. 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 Thanks for being here today, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for worshiping Pastor Jason. Can we give it up for Pastor Jason? His awesome word today. Thank you. Be blessed today as you go. Have a good week.